the debate of uh, why of what constitutes a sexual harassment at a workplace why is there a debate the act very clearly tells you this is this it's very clear why are you saying oh just because a office creep stood very close to you or tried to get physical it's not it is it says very clearly in the law so a educate yourself So welcome to the Outliers podcast. This is a podcast with outliers, and uh, you know uh, what's been really fascinating for me on this journey of uh, discovering and having conversations with outliers is that uh, how uh, different events, uh, sometimes uh, you know time bound and sometimes beyond, sometimes timeless, <laughs> uh, create these outliers. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm really excited to be sitting. down with one such outlier uh, sandhya menon uh, who is a journalist and writer who you would definitely recall from what we have been watching on twitter and elsewhere in terms of reinvigorating this whole uh, debate and getting uh, the victims of uh, sexual harassment uh, especially this time in media come forward and uh, and talk about it so 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 great to have you sandhya on the podcast and th- thanks for being uh, a voice thank you pankaj uh interesting thing is that i didn't start out to bring uh, out voices i was just tired of not having a resolution from 10 years ago so i said yeah you know what here goes nothing and i'm in the strange luxurious position of not being tied to an organization so while i may have a lot to lose i have a little less to lose than women who work with organizations and that's i think and and the thing is about outliers i was just telling a friend of mine so i said these are the things this is the way it goes right you don't think about it you'll or you think a little bit about it and say ha theek hai you know this much i'll do and then suddenly things are just exploding around you and people are calling you brave i'm like i don't know if i'm brave or stupid but you know or people are calling you what people are saying you're inspiring and like how 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 what you know i i i can't own any of these tags it's just something i did because i thought it was about time so yeah <laughs> it is about <laughs> outliers time. i think are eventually happenstance i don't think anyone actually plans to be an outlier you're right <laughs> <clears throat> just to uh, get a better sense of this uh, what was the trigger like like you know if even i have interviewed at least 3 dozen women who have been victims of sexual harassment and uh, when you ask people so what's the trigger uh, initially i got really scolded <laughs> so there was a massive learning that i underwent yeah. myself as yeah. a journalist yeah but uh, walk me through like uh, It, it's it's out there. Everything is playing on Twitter, and then you feel that okay, I need to vent it out. What what's that? Hopefully, it will help others. <laughs> you know, the trigger for me might sound ridiculous, but that horrible apology that Utsav Chakravarti put out, he's deleted it. It was a thread of utter and complete garbage. He uh, strung together words and made sentences that made no sense. And I was like, seriously, is this what a human like? Is this what a man? things he can get away with after causing serious trouble and i don't i, I don't like to use the word trauma but i think a lot of women do feel traumatized um but causing trauma to someone causing mental trauma to someone is this what you i'm sorry uh, i when i get a nude 
the pain i you know i feel no pain sometimes i'm like what are you saying you know that was going on and uh, somebody i follow on uh, mayank jain i follow on twitter i used to follow on twitter coincidentally that also happened i'm like here's someone i follow and i interact with and this is how he treated a fellow woman colleague and i'm thinking those two came together and then i started to think about so what mayank had told anu ruyan is a very words that i got on text when i was first harassed like that so it was a flashback from these three things coming together and being really angry at this utsav chakravarti's apology and me going back to my own experience i'm like you know what i'm just going to do it so i put that first one out and then i said well i'm here i'm not going to do it halfway through let me call out the other two as well so I, manoj was on twitter at that point so i tagged him uh kia shrinivas also was on is on twitter so i tagged him and the third person gautam adhikari wasn't so i didn't tag him but i said i named names so i said you know what enough let me just do this jo dekh jo aayega dekha jayega so that's that was my basic attitude at that point so i didn't really think it through but i think it was anger more than any other trigger no i i completely understand that it, it, a, a lot of people uh, talk about so what's the outcome you're looking for like even when we were doing the series of stories you were like what do you want to achieve from this uh and i'll come to the the question about uh why so late why are you asking now why are you breaking up now but let's start with this like like what what's an outcome of this um i'm very clear the past 3 4 days is just this one thing that i have continued to say uh, as an outcome is um <clears throat> i'm i have i have personal uh, vested interests in having um a media house be safe for women uh there are careers it's heartbreaking really to see the messages that i've got in the last 3 4 days about women who have just said um i've quit because of this and now i'm a content writer here here are women who have spent 3 4 5 12 lakhs on um a postgraduate education in uh, broadcast journalism have had a one years of one year of terrible experience and then decided i'm just going to be a content writer because i don't want to hang content writing is not all that it's a real cut down on your ambition you know and um, so as far as outcomes are concerned there are two one is a very clear outcome of uh, workspaces just looking at their policies and tightening them up now the uh, prevention of sexual harassment act has guidelines as to what it is that's very clear but there's a lot of vagueness in the language also later right things like um, in an appropriate time the the thing will be uh, resolved in an appropriate now what's appropriate time 3 weeks are you going to give me are you going to keep me there for 3 years hanging it's not specified so i think it's incumbent on employers to take this act sit with it and tighten it for themselves and that's really something that i'm pushing for and i i absolutely want you know and it is people it's most editors around the country are women are men sorry right so it's incumbent on them for the safety of the entire organization men as well as women yes uh to tighten those policies and have very clear guidelines that's one thing the other thing is this is a more social behavioral thing that i'm expecting people to expecting men to do to be a little careful right you be careful for one year the second day it will become a habit that being careful will become a habit of being a good guy right don't say lewd things go through that entire twitter situation you have it's like a training manual as to what you shouldn't do so many points there ye nahi karo ye nahi karo don't do this checklist right see how much of it you've done say i won't do it again 
So if it makes them second guess themselves, should I say this? Should I not? That's a good doubt to have in their heads. These two things I, I'm hoping will come out of this. <clears throat> and why now? Why now? I think it's the time is right. I think we have the tools to have created this now. I don't think we had it five years ago. I think we are also, uh, I think most women are really, I think the largest reason so many women are speaking out is um, that there is a fertile ground where they feel like they'll be believed. Even five years ago, it wouldn't have even occurred to me, will I be believed? I wouldn't even ask myself that question. I'm 100% sure I will not be believed. Now everyone's like, okay, maybe they'll believe it, you know? And then I've seen that support. I've seen people turn around and say, I believe you. And this is something that women have just naturally taken to over the last week, saying, I believe you. And uh, it's not like we're indiscriminately believing, you know. If, if we're, we're making sure that we know where the source of these um, accusations are coming from. And uh, we're making sure that as much as it is possible in a situation like this, that it's not some random game playing, that there is a responsible and mature thought behind this accusation. So yeah, I think just the fact that we feel like we're being believed right now, that's made a whole difference. I think that is why now. I think you're bang on uh, what you were talking about media and, and why. You know, I, I have been a journalist for like 18 years now and I absolutely agree with you. A lot of time I'm also looking for editors, you know, who are at that level. And the, the one I really admire is Priya Ramani. We worked yeah, she's together amazing. twice. She is amazing, she won, I tell you. I mean, I, she could have joined today, but she was held. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then she's come out. Uh, and she's really so, she's so low profile, you know. She's not high profile, but she gets things done and she knows how to behave in a certain yeah. situation. She knows exactly what to say. Absolutely. She, she's quite amazing. Really. Absolutely. And, and I really look up to her. Uh, what is uh, life beyond hashtags uh, for these campaigns, if I may call? Because like I said, even we had our own uh, movement. Yeah. Uh, we keep at it. We yeah. keep fighting. But then sometimes as a bystander, if I can call myself as a storyteller, you start questioning if people truly believe in this because after a while, these all uh, live and die as hashtags. So what I'm trying to understand is from your experience, from what you see in this movement, how, what is the life beyond Twitter hashtag? So this is interesting, right? Because um, it's a very small percentage that's on Twitter, yeah. right? And even then we've got so many stories. You know, the one interesting thing I've seen now is people who are on Twitter have gone to their friends who are not on Twitter and have said, hey, get in touch with this person. So people getting, so my, uh, I have an email for my blog. So on that email, I've had emails to say, I'm not on Twitter, I'm not on Instagram, and I don't want to give you my WhatsApp number, but here's an email, this is, this is what I've been facing. Uh, so it's, for once, a campaign has spread outside of Twitter, which I think now you can't call it a hashtag anymore. Um, I think the very fact that places like HT and um, uh, now Times of India uh, have actually taken credible steps. Times of India, there's still not much to say. They've said what they've said, but at least they're signaling that, hey, we've, we've looked at this. HT has had people step down investigations. I've had an email about an investigation today. Uh, I think these are credible steps. So it's clearly gone beyond, right? And TV has picked it up. Now, if TV has picked it up, and not just English TV, there's Hindi, there's Tamil. Uh, I've spoken to Tamil, Hindi, as well as uh, a couple of others. So 
for me, the minute regional press picks it up, Indian language press picks it up, I think it's it goes beyond a hashtag. Personally, I haven't used Me Too um, because I'm very, very, very focused on um, workplace harassment, really. Uh, I make a distinction between social conduct, which is bad and which is terrible. Right? That's a clear distinction. And there are many stories coming out on that. But I don't want to mix that up with my focus on workplace harassment because that I'm a single mom. Uh, my salary is what runs my um, uh, house. And uh, there are many women who whose salaries run their houses, whether they're single mothers or not. Um, it contributes towards families. Uh, there are women, even if your money doesn't contribute to a family, there are women who have ambitions to rise. And none of this should be affected because of bad behavior in the workplace, right? Um, a bad social conduct, you'll be upset for a month, you'll be upset for two months, you'll yell and shout, you'll decide men are all terrible, you know, all that is there. You may go to therapy, all, I'm not, I'm not uh, trivializing it. Those are all difficult things. But when you go back to your job, you say, okay, at least this is a safe space, I can go do this. Whereas if you're facing the same thing at work, it's just impossible. How do you work? I mean, I, including me, we've quit and not pushed our careers beyond a certain point because where do you go from here? I mean, I, I'm hard-pressed to think of... Um, women between 45 and 55 who are in high positions in newsrooms. I could only think of Priya. I can think of Priya. I can think of Meenal. In, uh, yeah, I just uh, met her three days ago. Right? Yeah. And Priya is uh, freelancing, right? She's, she's not with Yeah, her. she's not. Exactly. So, mm. so people like, um, people I know, Sumana Roy, all of these people, they've quit at a, at a certain age because, I don't know, they're hitting a certain glass ceiling which no one is talking about, and they're moving on, they're moving out. So, unless you create a safe working space, you are losing a workforce, and we can't afford to lose that. No, we cannot. Yeah. Because women in their 45 are in their career prime. Yes. It's not the end. Yes. They've seen, they've, they've, they're past the, you know, the harassment, the training, everything. They've done everything, and they're in a position of making decisions, and that shouldn't be the time they should be quitting. And unless we make us make a space, but I'm not saying women and women of 45, 50 will get harassed. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying unless right from the beginning for 20, 22 year olds, you create safe spaces, they're not going to get to 45 and be in positions of power. And you need women in positions of power. Do I haven't used, yeah. sorry. No, you do. Yeah. Absolutely. And I haven't used, so to coming back, come back to what, why I haven't used me too is because I don't want to mix these two up. I really don't want to. I want to stay focused. There are lots of other strong, brave women who are handling the social aspect of bad behavior that men indulge in. But I want to stick to this. And also, there's no, uh, there's no telling where hashtags go, right? Um, somebody decides to... I can't deny... I cannot deny the fact that there are people settling scores. There are people uh, uh, falsely accusing... There are people uh, fulfilling an agenda. I cannot deny that it's bound to happen. And politicizing, that's the other thing, right? Yeah, so it's the world we live in. I mean, when we did our first story last year, a bunch of people said that because this person is anti Aadhaar, is why. Said, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I had a whole bunch of people tell me yesterday, in two months, we're going to be in election year. That's why you're doing it now. I'm like, what are, what planet are you from? You know? So I'm like, how? So then I don't want to be tagged onto that because then it just, it's a big mess, right? So I've stuck to my narrative without the hashtag. And it makes me, this is entirely my opinion and I don't judge anyone else who does it, but if it makes me feel 
kind of performative and little shallow if I hashtag my my witnessing of my story. My timeline is mine. My Twitter feed is mine, right? And I'm going to say it the way I want it. What impact it has on others is a different thing, but I'm not going to tag it with a hashtag. Unless, of course, I'm not doing, like if I'm making a joke or something, I'll use a hashtag. Or if I want to add to numbers of a certain kind, I'll do that. But this, I'm telling my story, right? And I don't want to stick it with a hashtag where everything else will pile on and then it just gets lost. The story gets lost. And I, that's not what I want to do. Um, I know you have a much bigger battle to fight, so I won't take much of your time. Uh, but uh, if you, you know, like if, if you look at what, what has been happening and, and going forward, clearly, uh, from even from our experience, I can tell you that it's going to be a long battle, yeah. right? Yeah. You should be prepared legally. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I'm lawyering up. I'm talking to lawyers, trying to figure it out. Uh, I haven't received a notice yet, but I have been told uh, that I am being sued for defamation. So uh, we'll see where that goes. I am talking to lawyers and trying to figure out how to deal with this. And there's really not much else I can do. And I think it's only going to get worse from here, really. Uh, because guilty men act in two ways. They either keep quiet and disappear, or they come down on you very hard. Right? Tell me because, about it. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to protect so much, right? So we'll see where it goes. We'll see where the legal... So I'm lawyering up. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, I find a lawyer that... That's the other thing. I've had not just me. All of us have had such great support. Lawyers online coming forward and saying we do this pro bono. So that's fantastic. So we, I'm sure I'm, I'll be in good hands soon. <laughs> no, I, I... And just before we sign off. Yeah. How do you ensure this movement outlives you? Uh, what I'm also trying to understand from you is outliers come and go (laughs) or you know as a storyteller we will come and go but how do you kind of not institutionalize I don't know what to say but how can you ensure that this this, becomes a way of life yeah really is there any way I don't know I don't know if you can ensure this but I think it's important I think one of the first things is education Pankaj because this is the one thing I've realized the debate of uh, why of what constitutes a sexual harassment at a workplace, why is there a debate? The act very clearly tells you this is this. It's very clear. Why are you saying, oh, just because an office creep stood very close to you or tried to get physical, it's not. It is. It says very clearly in the law. So A, educate yourself, right? Once each of us knows what we are up against, then we can take it forward, right? Then I know, should I complain? Should I not? That doubt is not there. I know this is, I can complain about this. And the other thing is creation of safe spaces. This is so easy for me to say. It's just these words mean nothing. Create safe spaces at work or make workspaces safe, right? It's easy to say this. How do you do it? And that answer is so ridiculously big, right? It has to be top down. If 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 a male editor is at the top of the food chain, to, so to speak, and if he's not trustworthy, uh, you can have all the systems in place, but I'm not going to go and complain. I will go to Twitter, right? So then... Like men need to introspect and I can't, me or no one can push them to introspect. But I also know many, many good men in my life, right? And I think each of us women know a lot of good men. And if these good men are there, I'm sure there are other good men we don't know. So I'm hoping that will they will say, okay, now it's our time to do something and, you know, figure it out. So I don't know how this will outlive me or anyone else who's working towards it. But I'm hoping the fact that if we push this, 
consistently down to and i've had fathers dming me saying i'm thanking you not just for my colleagues or you i'm thanking you for my daughter who's 3 years old because when she moves on and goes to college or goes to work she's going to be in a better place and i'm hoping that will happen you know so if there are people who are thinking that far ahead then we just need to keep pushing here till we die that hey every time someone steps out of line check complain check complain i think that's the only way to do this and uh, great good way to sign <laughs> off and god speed and more power thank to you thank you we are in this together and I so know, on i know uh, if someone wants to connect with you uh, who is listening to this conversation what's a good way um my blog has an email you could write to me on that uh, my twitter um, what is that uh, so it's uh, the restless quill so i'll spell that t h r e Ah uh, no, sorry. T h e r e s t l e s s q u i l single l uh, on Twitter. So my blog has a. So if you go to my Twitter, that uh, my blog address is there, and there's an email on it. And Twitter are the best way to get in touch with me. You can find me on Facebook, but I rarely check Facebook. So uh, I'm open to communication from absolutely anywhere. Awesome! More power to you. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm Pankaj at FactorDaily.com. So. do uh, look us up thank you sandhya more power to you thank you